Hi, this is Brad from Pro Wrestling Junkies, and welcome to another episode of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Today's guest hails from Alexandria, Kentucky, and is a former rugby player as well as a U.S. Army veteran. Started wrestling in 2016 and trained at the Team 3D Academy. Has worked for such promotions as Evolve, Game Changer Wrestling, Synergy Pro, Hood Slam, Queens of Combat, and in 2018, had a match on NXT against Kyrie Saint. She's the current Pan-African World Diaspora Champion. She's also held the GCW Women's Championship. Share the ring with the likes of Tasha Steele, Shook D, Ashton Starr, Logan Easton LaRue, Danny Jordan, Ashley Vox, and I could go on. In 2020, PWI ranked her in their top 100 female wrestlers list, coming in at 86. They also ranked her in their top 500 wrestlers, regardless of gender, coming in at 173. So let's welcome today's guest. She's known as the Afropunk Trish Adora. How are you? How are you? I'm doing fine. You doing all right? I'm doing pretty good. I'm from Washington, D.C., though. That was a lovely intro, though. Very what nice. was it? The, the, the Alexandria. I thought I had everything down. Whatever. I like your, I like that uh, pattern <laughs> next to you uh, near the flowers. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. Oh, the flower near the flowers, yes. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Um, so let me ask you, how how was COVID in uh, where you live? Is there a lot of restrictions right now? Yeah, you know, DC is so touristy right now, or just in general, it's always has been. So just trying to get everything kind of situated. It's been we've been quite restricted. <laughs> just put it okay, that okay. So, um, there's been a lot of changes made. So. And have you, have you been able to even like book book like appearance at like shows for 2021 yet, or is it still too much of an unknown? Uh, as of right now, I have two shows in January. Um, I'll be debuting in Dallas. I'll also be uh, going to Ohio, Ohio Wrestling Alliance as well, towards the end of January. But um, nothing really concrete set in stone just yet. Uh, Trying to get things situated, of course, you know, for Black History Month and for Juneteenth. Just trying to figure out those plans. That's what I'm trying to hang around about. Right the, the definites that, you know, focus on those. Right. So did you grow up there or um, did you live somewhere else? I'm born and raised in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, ne- and have never left? Um, I did leave. I left to train. I trained in Florida for about four years. So okay. uh, I was born and raised here. I stayed here for a little bit. Um, I decided to just kind of pack up and start my training. So I packed up and drove down to Florida. So, and were your uh, Florida? Were your parents, how old were you when you did this? If you don't um, mind. 25, 26. Okay. <laughs> and were, so you, you weren't like, you know, an 18 year old girl and just hitting off because I was gonna ask you, were your parents okay with you picking up and going to Florida to train? Yeah, you know, at that point, I kind of established a lot of independence in that way. So, mm-hmm. um, I'd already joined the army, so it was kind of like at that point, I was kind of just in my own lane and I could kind of come in as I needed. They, sure. they trusted my decisions. Yeah, so like growing up, um, were you like very physical? Were you an introvert? Yeah, I was like such an introvert. I still am. I keep to myself. 
pretty uh, chilled out overall. Um, growing up, it was more the same. I wasn't particularly athletic. It wasn't until like I kind of left high school and was able to kind of, I felt like I was able to develop as an adult after I left high school for some reason. You know, you it's know. funny. And so, I say to my, my nephew all the time, like there's mm -hmm. people who are high school people and there's people who are, you know, college age people where that, you know, they right. hit their start in college or they hit their start in high school, you know? So you just got to be patient, I would tell him. Were, were you, um, were yeah. you bigger than your friends? And I mean, not, I don't mean that like size or weight. I mean, bigger where like you were muscular and could beat up any of your friends if it, you guys ever got into a fight. Oh, you know, I kind of grew into my own as I got older. I, looking at older pictures, I maintained a pretty uh, small stature up until maybe I was about 23, 24. Oh. So well into my adulthood, I began to develop a little bit. And then where, when did you pick up rugby? That was in college. I was uh, 19. I was still Had you ever played anything before like it? You know, just, okay. No, I hadn't played anything before. That's why it was kind of just, it was going from nothing to playing rugby. And it was kind of like a hard transition for my body, especially being, you know, a little bit smaller. But sure. I was a little sprightly, so I was able to work through. And I began to just develop muscle and just, you know, just gain a little bit more weight as well. Too, so. Sure. Um, so, you know, some people would, when they have did nothing athletic, like, you know, in high school, maybe they'll pick up running or, you know, shooting baskets <laughs> or something. How, did somebody get drug you, or get you drunk? Or, um, or did someone else pull you into this? If this wasn't just like, hmm, oh, rugby, I'll try that. <laughs> um, it actually, nobody really convinced me. I was trying to figure what I was going to do with my time because I was trying to be that star student where, you know, I, I would, would go to class and then there was, I was giving my time to something else. And sure. I just was trying to feel it out, see what was what. I saw a sign that said women's rugby and I was like, okay, I'll do that. It was the first thing I saw. I didn't see anything. And it was actually the cheapest to join. I couldn't do anything with the tennis. Now, is, right. is it really physical? <laughs> yeah. <then? laughs> yes. And, and yes, did your body, how did your body react? There's a lot of women. How did your body react to um, this dramatic change in, you know, physicality? Yeah, so um, I found myself out of breath <laughs> a little bit. Initially, find myself trying to catch up just needing that that cardio to be able to it was just not a way that I had trained my body before so it was just kind of new to me trying to reintroduce being able to catch my breath up until that point it was like all right I'll run to the bus stop but <laughs> you know now it's like now you gotta run you know and it, it just taught me to like not be lazy either you know being a part of the team means that I can't just you know loaf around a little bit I can't run as hard because I'm tired it's just being able to tap into that next level be able to show up for your teammates is is quite a learning experience. So. Yeah, I imagine. Um, so you, you're playing rugby. I imagine you made like a lot of friendships through that. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, it was a lot of, well, there was a lot of things happening in my life at once. 
So <laughs> it's just very hard for me to sort of gravitate towards people in a way that felt like it was serving both, you know? Uh, mm. It was the first time away from home, the first time, you know, being at a predominantly white school. I was, you know, very far from home. And there was just a lot of things I was just starting to figure out about myself. So it was, it was a little hard for me to make friends. And I think that kind of carried over more of that high school shyness and anxiety and things like that just kind of carried over a little bit. So it was hard initially, but eventually it was able to come around a little camaraderie. So you're, when you're in college, you graduate college, has um, joining the Army come onto your radar yet at that point? So um, I actually, I, funny enough, I did not end up uh, graduating college. There was just a whole, you know, storm of like emotional things that I was going through and I'd end up having to go back home. Okay. And once I went back home, I had to recenter and figure things out. And I started wait table, you know. Okay. And then I was kind of a little aggravated about that because I was like, shoot, I was supposed to like, you know, there was all these dreams that I had, all these things that I was supposed to do, and I just felt a little bummed out about it. Little did I know, you know, at 19, there's just so much more life and so much more to do. But obviously, you know, when you're in it at the time, you just cannot see a way out. Yeah, yeah. I was just really bummed out, and I went through a really sad period. And one of my coworkers was like, hey, you should join the Army. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Had you ever <laughs> you know, thought so about that before? No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I seen maybe like one or two war movies and I was just like, oh, <laughs> that looks unpleasant. <laughs> you know, and you just don't really know what you're really signing into. I just didn't really understand that world or what you even would need to be a part of that world. So it was kind of yeah. like, oh, what are you talking about now? <laughs> And, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks, he, like, bought, like, pamphlets, and he'd be talking about it, and he would tell me how he was, like, talking to a recruiter, and then, like, a couple months passed, and, you know, sorry, there we go, a couple of months passed, and I'm just like, all right, you're, you're kind of serious about this, and he's like, yeah, yeah, so he got me in touch with the same recruiter, you know, we start chatting and all of that, and, you know, we both signed up. Uh, we're actually still buddies to this day. That's so funny. Oh, that's but, awesome. Um, <laughs> we both ended up signing up. I signed all my paperwork and then I, then I told my mom, I was like, hey, I did a thing, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it didn't go the best, but I mean, at the end of the day, it all worked out for the best. So she kind of, you know, she understood that it was time for me to make some decisions where I don't know, I try to see how I matched up in, in the real world. I try some things out for myself. And so, yeah. Um so were your so you, how long after you sign your name are you like do you, you know, leave for training? That whole period was about a uh even for wrestling training, yeah. No, from when you signed uh, signed up to join the army, you know, like with the recruiter. Okay, cool. When do you leave? Yeah, that period was about three months, so not very long of a transition. I had to kind of quickly just kind of get myself together, you know, take all the tests and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was such a such a funny moment. Sometimes when I think back at that time, it was like just such a blur. It just it all happened so fast, you know. 
I, I imagine where where they, you know, what you see in movies where like the drill sergeants are like screaming at you. Does does that really happen? Yeah, you know, they <laughs> they kind of that's that's kind of the purpose there, you know. It's that strip away, build up kind of mentality, you know. Yeah, uh, it's threaded in the culture of the military and the army and everything that they do, you know. So it was hard for me to kind of accept that. Uh, me as an individual, you know, I just <laughs> had a hard time just really buttoning it up. But I buttoned it about right, you know. Um, I really enjoyed my time in the army. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that, you know, for anything. It really taught me a lot about myself. It helped me just have like a personal courage about myself, you know what I mean? And just like yeah. some integrity about myself. I regard myself a little bit differently for that, you know? And it, I got to meet Johnny, you know, the promoter at Fight Club. You know, yeah. I would not have met him had it not been for, you know, us both joining the army, you know, we deployed together. You know, there were conversations where they'd be like, hey, there's this belt, you know, or hey, there's this promotion, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd say stuff like, hey, what if I could wrestle? And to just see all that years later turn into all this is just super cool. I wouldn't trade those moments. That's amazing. Does anyone ever ask you, I don't care the answer. I more care about someone asking you. Does anyone, has anyone asked you like, did you kill anybody? <laughs> That's such a strange question. Yeah, people ask that sometimes. Really? Yeah. Ever since, in college, one time I asked a girl if she was pregnant and I was like joking, there was no science. She was, and that's when I learned, um, you know, don't just, don't assume and, and say, you know, something stupid. I don't know why someone would ask if yeah. you've killed anybody. Yeah. Whatever, we'll move on from that. So wrestling, What? where did you go for your first training and how did you, pick where you were going to train? Uh, you know, I didn't really pick where I was going to train kind of naturally. I got, once I traveled down to Florida, it kind of happened that way. Um, I only so, had about 2,000 bucks. <laughs> so you didn't have... I got down to Florida. You I didn't have... to go to another school that wasn't too pretty. There's this little. Oh, I go. <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, but um, I didn't know uh, about Team 3D before I went to Florida. I had my eyes set on actually a school. And by the time I looked down at all the money in my hands, it was kind of not a start. I just got super an anxious about that. And I was like, oh, I think I messed up. <laughs> but thankfully, I got a job uh, at the van store in Orlando. And one of my coworkers, funny enough, trained in 3D. And I was like, huh, what are the odds of that? <laughs> Hello, new friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just kind of attached myself to her and just talked her head off about it. And I ended up going to the school and talking to Devon. And I was like, holy crap. You know, I signed up a couple months later. It took me a little bit to save up some more money, but sure. I signed up a couple months later and that went pretty well. <laughs> um, that went pretty well. I wouldn't trade that experience either. Uh, Team 3D is a very top-notch school. I learned how to respect the business, you know, and I learned how to respect myself and how to, you know, just those lessons that don't involve something, 
going. Because, you know, the traditional things you would learn in a wrestling school. It's just that other layer to it, you know, that you either unfortunately learn out without the training wheels out on your, you know, out on your yeah. own. Or, yeah. thankfully, you know, you'd have somebody kind of guide you along the way to that part of it, too, you know. So I was very thankful for Team 3D. Did, the night before you were going to go for to the actual training, uh, were you able to sleep? Were you nervous? And or like you've you've been in the army, you you don't get nervous like that. You know, I'm still so nervous. You know, I'm such a I'm, I'm a nervous person. I kind of I, I care so deeply about all these little things, you know, to me, it was kind of like, oh, I'm doing a, a hobby. You know, it wasn't really like yeah. that, you know, people were like, oh, just doing it as a hobby. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going all in, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, you know, waste my time, especially since, you know, there's a lot of cost up front. There's a lot of stuff within independent wrestling that you pay up front. You just hope you make your money back before long, you know what I mean? So, um, you just kind of go through those motions and I don't know, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Who told you or did you decide that you were gonna have your first match? Like did someone say you're ready or did you go to someone and say I'm ready? <laughs> so it starts off with me, you know, it just, it took a while for me to build confidence to even like ask. I was like, hey, do you want? What's up? And then, like, I'd lose, I'd lose my nerve. I'm like, all right, I mean, actually. And I think that in itself just kind of showed me that, you know, I just wasn't ready yet because I didn't, I wasn't clear on what I was asking for. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so sure. it took me, from when I started training, it took me maybe like a year and a half before I was like, all right, I think that I understand enough to be able to reasonably. <laughs> exercise this locally you know what i mean you know, like, <laughs> all right. make it as make it as you're not rolling it out nationwide like, hey, i think i can do that now <laughs> yeah right look we'll try this out locally some of these things <laughs> that we've been working on we've been working on psychology for months you know maybe i can show those things off so trying to present it as such a <laughs> present it as, as basically as possible he was like yeah you know you're ready you know ready and so around that time me and um Lacey Lane had actually come up around the same time so we were able to have you know our first match together in Florida so it was pretty cool um the nerves though yeah I <laughs> naturally imagine. the nerves were just just pretty but it was uh more of a controlled situation than a lot of people get to have so I was pretty thankful to at least be across from someone that I'd already trained with you know previously so it wasn't as you know yeah, yeah. Jarring somewhat, but could you, for your first match, could you even hear the audience or anything, or were you just so focused on? Oh my god, this is my first match. Oh my gosh, there's there's <laughs> no way. I you know they even they even had me do a promo in the beginning, and I was just like, what? You guys can talk in front of people right now. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I was like, awesome. Oh, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll totally do it. You know, you just kind of take it on the chin and move on. But like my heart was like beat so fast. And, you know, I just didn't know what to say. It kind of came off as like, yeah, I'm here and I'm going to bust you up. Kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, you you just watch it and laugh now. But I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Like, did um, 
is this something where um is promos part of training do they is that a part of training where you know you need to be in front of a camera with a mic Uh, you know, um, for Team 3D, it was, you know, uh, Bubba took care of more of the, you know, um, the promo work and the things sure. like that and being able to, like, be relative to the camera and things like that. Uh, Yvonne did more of the, the in-ring work. And so, so you there have was an first... emphasis on that early, and that's very important. <laughs> it's and why I was able to kind of start... slip into the role and kind of what i needed to do oh sorry no 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 we're working with this delay i apologize um so when do you start going out on the road so for the first year that i was on the independent so uh, the first year was pretty pretty rough um just traveling uh basically central to florida just mm-hmm. trying to get some matches under my belt under that local scene. Um, I hadn't really developed who I was in a lot of ways, even like outside of wrestling. I hadn't developed, you know, just who I was. There was a lot of understanding to still be had. Um, I did take what I was doing very seriously, and I think it was almost too serious. And I think that was to my detriment early on. I think I took a lot of what I was doing so seriously. And I forgot about having fun, that there are a lot of critical moments and a lot of things that, you know, you just kind of miss out on or blur out or gloss over. Or you just, you, you just maybe not even focus, but you can pay attention sometimes, you know? And it was just such an interesting first year, uh, those growing pains in Florida. Uh, about a year after that, it was maybe early 2018, I was deciding to kind of come back to D.C. I'd already spent about two and a half years kind of mm-hmm. floating around in Florida. I, I just kind of wanted to come back home and just realign. Sure. You know, once I got back home, I couldn't, I, the changes that I made were just, were day and night. You know, just how I felt about myself. Sure. You know, how I felt about what I was doing, you know, the confidence that I needed to to demand certain things, to ask certain things, to ask certain things with a smile, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to make those connections. It just it almost a, a switch just went off, you know. I was able to um go to a Ring of Honor um seminar tryout and mm-hmm. I was invited back and I started training there and I think it, it just my career really took off in a really big way for those half a year and a half. And then this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, so you've heard I about the virus. can't even imagine. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Let me ask you something. With it, This is not um, to be offensive because this is something I do. During that time, you know, bef- before you moved or when you moved back up, did you go to therapy at all? I had not. Um, okay. I have just been walking around, dragging these bags, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Just trying to figure it out on the run, you know? Not, not so, helpful, of course, and not recommended at all. But. <laughs> but, so, I mean, but there's a lot to say for changing your environment and, like, 
going back to the place there you you know you you feel the most comfortable so that was like the turning point when you went back to dc that's when you started you know pursuing yeah. you know wrestling out that way yes and it was the i wanted to kind of come back with something you know and that's why i just kind of wanted to make sure that i was just properly ready to leave the nest of florida to come back home even to dc you know and once i did i was just i feel like something just sort of shifted inside of me where i just understood now that i absolutely had to you know um a hobby to some okay but for me this is kind of like more than that this is something that i've seen now with my own two eyes that i can i can make a lot of money off that i've seen that i could you know provide positive changes in the culture of wrestling i've seen that you know my mom can be proud of something that i'm doing you know something cool that i'm doing for myself you know what I mean? <laughs> that's a good feeling being able to being able to work in my city you know being able to have shows in dc it's just so cool and i'm just so happy about all of that and it's just really a mindset something inside me shifted and i was able to look at the entire world of wrestling a little bit different so happy i came back home grounded do your family and friends come out to your shows Uh, you know, um, they, they do when they can, sometimes they stream them. Uh, so oh, that's okay. really nice of them. My mom actually, my mom and my brother came to watch me, uh, February of last year, 2020. They came out to watch me win this in DC. So it was nice to be able to, you know, win this at home, being able to defend it at home, having my brother come to town and see, it's just, it's just dope, <laughs> you know, or have yeah. me feeling like a local celebrity or something. <laughs> during the match especially that match are you thinking about oh my gosh my brother's here he's seeing like what's going on or are you just focus on the match oh my gosh i'm just you know there's so much happening it's like during that match you hear the crowd and it's like it's so loud in certain parts sometimes watching it back i was like oh wow they were screaming right there i didn't know that <laughs> you know you Sometimes you just hear everything so loud and then other times you just don't hear anything. And then you just like, you just hear your own thoughts and you're having like that, that monologue conversation and you're just looking at it. It's, it's, it's just like in a movie. It's so funny how they're able to like capture that moment where you're like in your own head, you know, you're looking across at that person and you're like, oh crap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's those parts where you're just like overjoyed and like, you can hear everybody screaming and like you just look out the side of the eye and it's like your mom and she's clapping it's like oh yay oh that's <laughs> you know, awesome moments like that. Yeah. Did, so when you won the belt did you come home to you know wherever you were living and like immediately go to the mirror and try different <laughs> holding the belt in different ways Actually, yes, and it's so it's so heavy. It doesn't even fit around, you know, the, the lowest, you know, the tightest class still has like a lot of room, so I gotta wear it like a sash mostly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool way to wear it, you know. But did it feel good winning yeah. that? Oh my gosh. It felt so cool. You know so like I ah, cool moment. I 
it felt like such the cherry on top, you know? And mm-hmm. I know it's like only the beginning, you know, there's so much more work to do, you know, but that moment felt like such a nice cap and also like ushered in just like a new phase in my career. I see my career in like phases. There's that training phase, there's that I'm still connected to my initial training school phase for me personally and everybody mm-hmm. had their own little thing. Sure. But um, where I was still attached to my training school, you know, still working locally and then there that you left the nest phase. You know, maybe you <laughs> moved very far away initially, you know, and for me, I'm kind of in that phase where I've moved away and I've kind of developed those those roots and now it's kind of like, all right, now I'm entering the next TV phase, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, how, how am I going to get more eyes on me? You know, how do I get more eyes on the self? How do I get more eyes on the of like-minded individuals? So there's just like a long list of like phases and things like that. That's just where I am personally. I don't okay. know. Maybe, did I answer the question? I feel like I yes, just rambled did. a little bit. I'm bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question about the belt. Is it, is it defended just in one promotion? Or, can, or do you defend that? Let me move this out of the way. Bring it a little closer. So, I defend this everywhere. Um, I'm a traveling champion. I will travel to your promotion. And I will defend this against your absolute best. Wow. Oh my God, that thing's got to be so heavy. I know, yeah, I was going to say, it is uh, nice and heavy. I'm still not even used to it. I pick it up all the time and you still... Oh, it's you, such a good feeling, though. Do you Not keep it out, or do you keep it in like a, you know, a, a felt velvet bag? I, you know, that's so funny. I got a velvet bag right here, but I keep it right here, propped up in my room. Have you ever slept with it? Not maybe not purposely. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Wait, have yeah, you slept with it? Every once in a while, like be on the bed. I'm not on purpose, no. Sometimes I'll have like a little mini photo shoot where I'm like, like laid on the bed yeah, and yeah. I'll like, take some pictures. And you know, you kind of roll over me like, all right, that's it for the night. And you roll over and you're like, oh, hey, you're still here. Yeah, what a great relationship yeah. we have. Um, speaking right? of relationships, is it hard to maintain, you know, say it wasn't the year of COVID, is it hard to maintain like family relationships or personal relationships when you're wrestling? Um, I would say that there's always an element of, you know, can you handle me being away sometimes? Can you handle me being away all the time? Can you handle me being away all the time? If I've been away all the time, you know? There's just like a lot of little factors in that. Um, But I think that, I think that each person decides for themselves, like, how they want to go about their career. I've made the decision, you know, after having, you know, just some, some personal grief and things like that, that I would like to focus solely on my career, you know, and pour sure. myself solely into that. And other like-minded individuals, you know, are more than welcome to join the party, of course, but I'd like to, at least as far as like, you know, personal relationships go, keep myself pretty career-oriented. I found that, you know, it's about having an honest conversation with yourself and, you know, it's just that it's hard for me to pour into both fully in a way where I feel like I'm getting the most out of both of you. I found that was a little too difficult for me and I wasn't being fulfilled in a way that I liked, in a way that made me happy. Mm -hmm. And then there's just 
you know, the general culture of the business that you're sure, in. Sure. So <laughs> there's that. And so just all in all, it's, I, I think I'd, I'd be best for me to just keep my head on straight, so just career-wise. Uh, family relationships. Well, because of COVID, I think those are getting a little bit better. At least I'm around, you know, spending time. Yeah. Around. So I think that those recharge, reestablish your your rank within the family, and then the pandemic's over, and you go back and do whatever you want. Um, I know. Right? Do Do you ever? Could you call up Devon for advice, for example? I could. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, yeah. Trish. They, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say that the lines of communication are, are pretty open. I, anybody, you know, that I trained with, I'd like to think that, you know, at this point I could reach back out and ask for some form of advice. Um, I do try to maintain that at least with all of my professional sure, sure. relationships. Can you watch like wrestling, say on WWE Network or IWTV or YouTube and enjoy it like as a fan or are you program to like look at the technical aspects of it uh you know it's a little bit of both you know nowadays when i watch wrestling i gotta i i just know that i'm assigning my time to watch it about two more you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just know like all right i'm gonna enjoy this as a fan initially right because i don't want to walk into it and hold up a template to it if they're doing something. You know what I mean? I just never want to yeah, do that. Sure. I'd rather just sit and I'm like, all right, let's watch this episode of, you know, XYZ, you know, and you just sit yeah. and receive the information. And then you're like, oh, that was interesting. Cool. And then you go back and now you're like, okay, now why did you do that? Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> oh, that was really, what? That's really cool. <laughs> so that's really interesting. I wonder where he got that. And, you know, and you kind sure. of just go from there. So I try to do it like that. So I never really lose the magic of why I started to just watch yeah. and use the information to enjoy, you know. Did this is this will be my last question before we go to just random wrestling questions? Do, how do you find out about the PWI ranking? Do you, and do you even care? Well, so I think that it's important to want to do well. And if you're the only person that's saying you're doing well, you know, I mean, eventually, hopefully that'll change. Eventually yeah, more people yeah. around you will be on board and eventually, you know, there'll be publications that, you know, can kind of agree with that too. So I do care in a sense. I'm always, I've always been pretty, sorry, my headphones keep falling out. Sorry about it. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, but I always, try to be self, you know, esteemed first, so I don't assign, you know, everything in these publications. And, yeah. you know, it, it makes it so much sweeter when you do, you know, end up I, I end up on, on PWI's top 500 wrestlers. Do you only it, have, it makes it so much cooler. Do you only have one copy of each or do you have multiple copies of each? Of the I have, 500 I have what I have it? a copy of the, the 100 coming, and I only okay. have one copy right now of the 500, so I'm when hoping you, to get some more copies. Yeah, I was going to say, when you say right now, how many are you, like, expecting? Do you, would, like, 10 be enough, or would you, like, want more? <laughs> uh, maybe just two or three. One to hang up, and just one to kind of frame with me, and one to give my mom. 
Okay, and maybe what to sleep with, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> all right, so it's Sunday. I think my in-laws are here already. I don't know, but so thank you for uh, for spending this the, the best part of my day with me right now, um, because it's just going to go downhill from here. But can I ask you five random non-wrestling questions? Okay. Okay. Oh, I should have studied. No, okay. No, yeah, <laughs> X plus, okay. Have you ever received anything illegal in the mail? No. Okay. Have you ever nursed an animal back to health, but then it bit you? No. Okay. For $90,000, would you wear a fur coat um, made from golden Okay. Would you wear a fur coat made of golden retriever fur for one winter season? No, I can't do that to Airbud. I grew okay. up on Airbud. Airbud, totally. L uh, let me tell you, the dog isn't. The dog is still alive in this uh, scenario. It's just cold. <laughs> but we'll go with your. We'll go with your first answer. That's fine. No. Okay. Two more questions. Would you pick up a dollar bill off the floor, uh, the bathroom floor, at a rest stop? Uh, no, no, you might want to leave that there. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Last question. Would you rather be, um, the president of the United States or a contestant on the family feud? Hmm. Ooh. See, you know what? For some reason, this is like the hardest <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot to like take into this to factor in. Yeah, right. I'm like, wait a minute. We'll pull it out, right? Because you know, life is hard enough. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Find a, a job title that's gonna. Ugh. Where half the country right. hates you at all times. Right. <laughs> but a wrong answer on Family Feud. I mean, you may as well. No, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably. It's probably, career suicide. Uh, the Family Feud. All right, that's fair and honest, and I I applaud that. Okay, so you have you're you're wrestling twice in January. You said earlier. Uh, where at? Yes, so I'm gonna be at VIP wrestling in Dallas, Texas. That's gonna be a good time. Uh, I will be facing a station now. I'll be defending my Pan African World Diaspora Championship. Nice. Also. Right after that, I'm going to Ohio. That's going to be fun for Ohio Wrestling Alliance. It's going to be me and Don't Die Miles. We'll be doing it again. Oh, cool. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, oh, this brings up a question. Do you have to check the belt? On, are you driving to to Texas or, or flying? No, no, I'll be flying and she'll be on my lap. <laughs> okay, okay, that's where I was getting at. Okay. Like if it makes it on the plane, is it stowed away or just on your lap? And you would, you answer that. Um, yeah. Trish, it was awesome having you on. Thank you for giving me uh, this early part of Sunday. I really appreciate it. And we'll definitely, I'll keep an eye on you in 2021 and hopefully you'll come back on again. Yes, thank you. I'm very appreciative. 
Oh, gosh. Anytime. All right. Take care. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you as well. All right. Bye.